Yes. If you're like me, then you're no doubt a fan of this podcast, The Pope on Film. I mean, who is it? But only real fans, true hardcore fans that have been watching the show, listening to the show for, for a long time, would know two things about us, two fundamental truths, fundamental and in no way made up on the spot truths about you and I, America's hottest will they or won't they podcasting couple, Bunny and Steve. <laughs> first and foremost, the, the first undoubtedly real fact about the both of uh, about you bunny is the fact that you are really into obscure craft beers so yes. so bunny real quickly because i know a lot of these craft beers have funny names strange yeah. names so i thought real quickly why don't you just quickly rush through some of the fun quirky and again totally real names of your favorite locally brewed independent craft beers buddy rush through oh man i definitely top on the list is gorilla piss you know which is a small of small mom and pop of hobbyists who who have like they aspire to samuel adams you know and they're really yeah. hoping to get up there. Just as many horror hosts. You know, they all want to reach yeah. Elvira level. You know, the same thing. Yeah. You can't blame them. They're, you know, these craft brewers and horror hosts in the same where you could see them both. And they are, um, their hearts are just devoted to what they're doing. Um, Mother's Puss is delicious. Mm. Mother's, Mother's mm. pu- yes. Puss is a, a strange colored cream ale you know yeah. like like they've made a a, a a a dark ale to this really weird ass yellow color you know it sounds delightful i want to put mother's pus in my mouth but it's yeah but oh god and just swirl that shit around but it's it's not as many hops as I would like, you know. Uh, yeah. But I, I've always I you know when it comes to beer I've always been a hop head. Um, yeah. You know, uh, Annabelle Cycle is a is a delicious craft beer, um, noted for its reddish brown color. Uh, and mm. oddly, and oddly, I don't know how they do this with with distributors. It only comes out once a month. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. And around Interesting. the time of of the full moon. So 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 this is why the, the crafters have gotten the whole Procter and Gamble kind of bullshit going on with them, where everybody's claiming they're Satanists and things like that. Uh, and they're just like, no, it refers to the menstrual cycle, and and like nobody weird, but anyway, you know yeah. the problems with craft breweries. Uh, so those are some of the off the top of my head that I can I can think of. Uh, each one, you know, whether it's Gorilla Piss or or um, Mama's Puss, um, yeah. they're all delicious and fine craft beers. Yeah, 
they sound delicious. Yes. They sound delicious. Yeah. And the second thing, and the second thing that you would know about me, the second undeniable fact is that I'm a lover of history. I love it, but I'm also a storyteller. So here's what I like to do. I like to go through the history books and find a story, perhaps one that people don't know too well, and reword it via my own unique storytelling style. And that's what this is. Another educationally uneducational installment of Steve's Historic Approximations. Damn. Or shap, as I like to call it, repeatedly, annoyingly, whether anyone wants me to or not. Personally, I like the name shap. It's short and to the point. It's like a white stripe song, but for uh, but in a podcast segment. Anywho. Today, on the old chapity shap shap, we will be discussing the long strange history of Enidia, also known more commonly under the name Breatharianism. Oh, yes. Some people out there call Breatharianism a major advancement in science and metaphysics, pushing the boundaries of what humanity is capable of and evolving our collective consciousness to a higher level. While other people, people with brains, call breatharianism fucking bullshit. Yes. So, what is breatharianism? Wasn't there a woman on Facebook? There was a woman on Facebook from somewhere. I forget where it was originally from. But articles on her, the blonde woman who started being a breatharian and would check in every day and there would be an article. uh, We'll get to her. Okay. She's from Australia. We will get to her. Yes. Okay. Uh, We will definitely get to her because she's like the Michael Jordan of breatharianism. Yeah. So breatharianism started in 1670 with an esoteric spiritual movement in Europe called Rosicrucianism. Yes. Rosicrucianism claimed to be a series of articles that were ancient secret texts that contained secrets long hidden from mankind. And in one of these Rosicrucian texts called the Comte de Gabalis, it talked about an alleged Swiss cultist named Paracelsus, who allegedly lived several years without eating any food. Yeah. The concept here, the central tenet of Breatharianism, uh, is that the Hindus believed in a thing called prana. Yes. Prana is a cosmic life force. Was the drink that very tiny, tiny little um, Cliff Howard offered to William Shatner on that one episode of Star Trek. Prana. I think I know what you're talking about. I relish it. Prana. (laughs) Yeah. So 
Prana is a cosmic life force that is all around us, especially in the air and in the sun, in natural things such as this, especially in sunlight. In Sanskrit, prana means breath, it means life force, and it means vital principle. If you're having trouble understanding the concept of prana, just think that this is Star Wars. So prana is what gives a breatharian his power. Prana is an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us, it penetrates us, it yes. binds the universe together. So yes. prana, and it's believed that Paracelsus gave up food and solely subsisted on prana. He gave up food and drink and got all of his, uh, uh, you know, food and water and every nutrients yes. from prana, from the air and the sun around him. This became a sort of trend back in the day. In 1669, there were reports of a woman named Martha Taylor who went without food or drink for a whole year, lasting solely on prana, but it was not known as breatharianism yet. That didn't happen until more recently. So people were allegedly living without food and water for decades and centuries, but it didn't really have a concrete name until around the 70s, you know, when when there was a lot of new agey sort of stuff and cults and quackery afoot. Yes. You know? Like, uh, I was watching uh, Airplane the other day, and I was like, you know what? The kids would really dig this, but there are just some things that they won't get. My kids won't understand the pilot going through the airport and a hundred cults come at him. Yes, I know. And I'm who like, and the Hari Krishna have gone respectable. Like yeah. like nobody yeah, would recognize that person as a Hari Krishna. Yeah. And then Scientology is one of them. And, and yeah. It, yeah, a real, like, you wouldn't understand that. But that was very much a 70s sort of, yeah. So in the 70s, uh, prana and breatharianism started uh, forming into an actual sort of concrete belief system. Yeah. So w one of the biggest breakthroughs was in the year 1980. Bunny, do you remember the show That's Incredible? Oh, my God, yes. Now, I get it confused like, with a few other shows at the time as to who the yes, host was or anything like that. That's incredible. Yes, In particular, always had the yoga guy who got in a box. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, there was, a, there was a period in time in the 80s with That's Incredible, Real People. Yeah. And uh, Jack Collins saying, believe it or not. Yes. Uh -huh. That's my balance. But yeah, there was a very there, there was it was a very popular time for sort of trash television like that. And so that's incredible was the one with John Davidson and his big ass chin and teeth and Kathy Lee Crosby. Yeah. Like I was a very very young child. I was Which well, one I was very attracted to Lee Crosby. Yes, yes. And she was Wonder Woman. Uh which one was Byron Allen? That was real people. 
that Byron Allen that was, was real on. people. Okay. That's incredible. Ran from 1980 to 1984 on ABC, and in a 1980 episode of That's Incredible, Wiley Brooks of the Breatharian Institute of America appeared on That's Incredible and discussed to America and dare I say the world how he gave up food entirely and instead ate light. Yes. Wow. I guess this breatharian stuff is a hundred percent real, uh, except in 1983 when uh, Wiley Brooks was seen at a 7-Eleven in Santa Cruz with a Slurpee, Twinkies, and a hot dog. But whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wiley Brooks. That's why they're the easiest to debunk. Sometimes break. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Wiley Brooks has since come out and said that, yeah, sometimes he breaks his fast with cheeseburgers and sodas, but he's not eating it because he needs nutrients. He's eating it for the taste sensation. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, so maybe Wiley Brooks wasn't breatharianism's chosen one. But then in the 90s, the biggest name in breatharianism finally appeared uh jazz muheen jazz muheen an australian woman whose real name is alan grieve but apparently you get to choose a new name when you're eating all that prana so jazz muheen claimed that she could go for months on just one cup of tea why prana is why. So she became <laughs> the poster child for breatharianism, and I love Jasmine Sheen because she's one slick son of a bitch. So uh, news crews interviewed her at her home, and they're like, oh, so here we are at the home of Jasmine She claims to uh, eat nothing but light. Jasmine we notice that you have a kitchen full of food. Yes. Care to comment on that? And uh, Jasmuheen said, oh, well, that's not for me. I don't need any of that food. That's for my husband and child. Uh-huh. Soup. I don't need any of it. For the yeah. family. So, so she was 100% a breatharian. So she agreed in 1999 to be monitored for one week by Australia's 60 Minutes. This is 60 Minutes, mate. So <laughs> Jasmuheen was convinced that she could go one week living on nothing but prana. 60 Minutes uh, got a, uh, a hotel room and they all just stayed in the hotel room and Jasmuheen was there. It's like, hey, I can do this one week. No problem. I can live on nothing but prana. So on okay. day three, she started having problems. But again, Jasmuheen is a slick son of a bitch. So she said, oh, yes, it's day three. And sure, I'm having problems, but that's not because... I need food or water. It's because this hotel is next to the freeway and all of that noise and pollution is destroying the natural prana in the air. 
and that's why I'm having a problem. See, she's a slick sob. I'm surprised Jasmuheen yeah. isn't in the Trump administration because <laughs> she can talk her way anything apparently after four days she, her pupils were dilated she was dehydrated and her speech was slow when <coughs> when they got closer to the end of the week 60 minutes stopped the test because they feared she would go into kidney failure and of course of course jasmuheen the slick son of a bitch said, I didn't stop the test. 60 minutes stopped the, the test. Why did they stop the test? Let me tell you why. It's not because they were worried about my health. They were worried that I would succeed. <laughs> so Jazz Muheen is just the Michael Jordan of breatharianism. And as a result... Five deaths have been directly linked to breatharianism and Jasmuheen's writings. The last death being a German man named Finn Bagumil in 2017. So this shit is still going on. This is still a thing people believe in. Jasmuheen is alive and still appears at new agey conventions and writes books and stuff. Can yeah. you believe that, bunny? <coughs> be a breatharian? Do you think you could live on the prana, bunny? Uh, prana and fries, yeah. Prana and you know, fries, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, okay. I, I I could live on potatoes. You can live on light. Big fucking whoop, okay. You know, yeah. you you you're still gonna want you're still gonna want a burger. You know, and it proves it. That's why you get busted all the time eating fucking burgers, you know? So, you know, and and just because you eat light, does it mean that you eat it as the main course? Is it all you eat? Or is it more of a side dish kind of thing? You know? Yeah. yeah or maybe it's point. maybe it's after dinner, like like a mint, you know? Or maybe some pudding, or a nice chocolate mouse. You know, yeah. I I mean maybe that would be the appropriate time to eat light. You know, me personally, I I tend to like to to ingest light about fifteen minutes to a half hour before a meal. Okay, and then I will have a meal, and the meal is extremely, extremely enhanced by the prana light that that I call marijuana that I have ingested. Yeah. You know, so, so, you know, eat light, please. You know, don't be a lion bitch about it. I like my prana with a little bit of A1 steak sauce. Oh, I, uh, yes, yes. A little dab. Just put a little dab on the light, you know? Mm. Uh-huh. So good. So yeah. good. FYI, breatharianism does have a Wikipedia page, and in the beginning of breatharianism's Wikipedia page, it does state, and I quote, it is an established fact 
that humans require food and water to survive. That's a pretty sick burn on Breatharian's Wikipedia. (laughs) Guys, good for you. Anyway, that's it for Steve's Historic Approximations this week. Be sure and join us next week for more educationally uneducational fun with Steve's Historic Approximations! Bunny! Yes. We still have a movie to talk about. We need to talk about Betamax tapes. We need to talk about uh, Archie Bunker. We need to talk about Mr. Bean. We need to talk about uh, Peter Sellers. But before we get to any of that, maybe we should take a break. Should we take a break? We should take a break. All right. We will be right back with more of the Pope on Film after this. Do 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 and break. <laughs> 